You're listening to the Client Magnet Marketing Podcast, and I'm your host, business coach and marketing mentor, Whitney Barbary. On these episodes, I'm going to dive into all things marketing and the mindset you need to become a client magnet that creates clients and cash on repeat. You ready to make six figures together? Let's go. Family, what is going on? So you will notice that this episode is not coming to you on a Monday. A couple of weeks ago, I announced that episodes would be dropping on Mondays. And then I realized that I am not good at scheduling and I am not good at planning. Although I don't want to keep speaking that over myself, but as it's been, I have not been good at scheduling and planning. And because I don't work Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, I was not scheduling the episodes I wasn't recording them in time that I could get them released on Mondays. And then what would happen is I would wake up early Mondays to record them and then release them because I wasn't planning my time well. And so you're going to notice that you're getting this episode over the weekend, and then I will be dropping an episode on Monday. Also, I'm super pumped because tomorrow we leave for vacation. We're going to be on vacation for, let's see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to be in the mountains. Um, we're going to be in the Smoky Mountains. It's going to be amazing. We're staying in a condo. Uh, me and my husband, we're just so thankful, so blessed, really. And I don't mean that like in a so blessed, like, I mean, we, God has truly, truly blessed us um, really the entire time we've been married. But I'll tell you, this last even just year has been so magical and amazing. So it's kind of a celebratory trip. My husband, Um, His last day at his job was on Tuesday, March 15th, and he's retired, quote unquote, (laughs) at 40 years old. Um, He could leave his nine to five at the bank. He's been there, I believe it's four years. And I just told him, you know, some stuff was going on and at at his job and he was kind of contemplating what his options were moving forward and what the company had brought to him were his options. And we just decided, you know what? None of these options are really our favorite thing. What about this option? And we put the option on the table of him just putting in his notice. He actually gave them a month notice. And we had a lot of conversations about it. My husband is not an entrepreneur. And so he had a lot of different thoughts than I had. And I had to really um, stand in belief when he was kind of having a hard time with like, wait, what? Like I can leave my job, your business really, it can support us. And so he did, he put in his month notice and then Tuesday was his last day. And it's just been so amazing to watch him the last three days, um, not have to get up, not have to clock in at a job, not have to be on someone else's schedule on someone else's time, doing a job that in all honesty, really, really had become a stressor for him. He had a very hard job. He was in coding and coding is not something that he was trained in. He doesn't have any kind of like certificates in it. It's not something he did schooling on. He, um, they took a chance on him in that department. And so they were kind of just trying to train him as they went. And I just know it's been a long couple of years of him trying to learn on the job and the job was just becoming very pressuring, very stressful, a lot of moving pieces and just to be able to watch him get to relax and enjoy himself and not feel pressured and stressed and overwhelmed and you know frustrated. And just to know that I have a business that supports us so we can do that. 
so amazing. And it was really awesome to schedule this trip while my daughter's on spring break. So she gets to come with us. She's turning 16 next month and you know, she'll be out of the house within the next couple of years. So we got to book this trip to go to the mountains for five days in this beautiful condo that we stay at every time we go. And my husband did not have to ask off for work. Like he could just take off and we didn't have to worry about it. It's just, uh, I can't, I, I don't, I can't put it into words. I'll have to do a whole nother podcast episode on it, but all I'll say is we are so pumped. We are leaving first thing in the morning. I am so ready for this to sit out on the patio on our, we'll have a deck every morning, look at the mountains, drink my coffee, have some time with God, do some prophetic journaling. I'm just super pumped about it. So that's what we're doing. And as I'm recording this podcast episode, I wish you could see my little babies, my little baby Piper and my little baby river. We have two miniature snowsers. They are about nine or 10 months old. They are sleeping on their little puppy beds next to my chair. They're just knocked out. In fact, you may, if they really, if they really go to sleep, you'll see, you'll hear them snoring. So Oh, what an interesting topic we're going to talk about today. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. What we're going to talk about today is stop selling to broke people. Stop selling to broke people. <clears throat> Thus says the Lord. <laughs> okay. Maybe he didn't say that, but he's thinking it. And that's why I'm bringing it here today. So many of my clients will come to me and they'll say, um, I have this offer, I'm putting it out into the world, but I keep getting people that can't afford my services and they want to know, I'm trying to think how they word it. They kind of get themselves into these situations where they want to try to convince people that are quote unquote broke or don't have the means to pay them or just don't have the will. If we're being honest, they don't have the will or the drive to be resourceful and figure it out. And my clients will be like, well, what can I say when I'm on a sales call or I'm in the DMS or I'm like sending these proposals, they want to know, like, what can I say to get them to be resourceful and to get them to want it? And they want to lower their prices or they want to shorten the package or they'll say to me like, oh, I just want to create something that's really accessible to people. So they'll design a membership that's like $37 a month because they've told themselves that the only people that want what they have to offer are broke people or, or they're telling themselves things about their ideal client that their ideal client can't pay or that their ideal client won't pay or that their ideal client can't come up with the money, doesn't have the resources. Some of them even will say their ideal client doesn't have the time depending on their niche. Um, especially if maybe they coach like, um, corporate women or moms of multiples or something like that. They're like, Oh, my ideal client, like she's very busy. She really doesn't have time here's what I'm going to say. Stop selling to broke people. There, there's no amount of copywriting advice that I can give you that in that one message will help you completely transform the mind of someone that lives in a broke poverty mindset. Now hear what I'm saying. We're, I'm, we are not being prejudiced against people that don't have the means to pay you. Because when I hired my first life coach, a lot of you know my story. I didn't have the means to pay her. 
I had to go get a second job. I was already working a full-time job. I had to get a second job to pay my first coach, but I was willing to do that because I wanted to have a coach. She did not ask me how I was going to pay for coaching. She did not ask me where the money was going to come from. She did not ask me if it was going to be a financial hardship for me. She did not get into my bills. She did not get into my budget. She didn't ask me about my finances. We had a consult. She knew that she could help me. She told me the price. I said, okay, the responsibility was on me to decide if I was going to figure out how to create the money. And I did, I was working, um, 40 hours a week. And then I went and picked up a bartending gig two nights a week at O'Charlie's. So I was working about 12 hours a week, like two, six hour shifts to pay for my coach. That's what I was willing to do. She wasn't marketing to broke people. And I want you to know there's a difference in people that are broke, but have, or people that have a broke mindset. And so when I say stop selling to broke people, what I mean is stop selling to people that have a broke mindset. Okay. Someone can be broke, but could be resourceful as heck. And we'll figure out how to pay you. I have a client that has bought one, two, three, three different programs from me. Three different programs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Four. She's bought four different programs from me. Four. Four over the last uh, two years. Four. Single mom with four kids has bought four programs for me. Every time I launch something, if she wants it and she doesn't have the money, she has used her tax dollars to pay for it two different times, I'm pretty sure. Um, she has donated plasma to pay for it. She, I don't even, I have a client who's literally sold things to pay for coaching, okay? There are people that are broke, but are resourceful. There are people that have a broke mindset. There, there's nothing you can say that's gonna get them to figure it out. What we do is, there's two reasons why we sell to people with a broke mindset. One, you want to try to help everyone, okay? So what I hear from a lot of my clients is that they look at their ideal client or customer and they'll tell me, well, my ideal client or customer is a past version of me. And a past version of me was really broken and didn't have a lot of money and was really struggling with her time and was really scheduling with her, really struggling with her time and struggling with her finances. And they're like, you know, that was like, that was the past version of me. And so I'm like trying to talk to her in my copy and I'm trying to help her. And I'm like, no, but the person that you're trying to market to is not the past version of you that was stuck in victim, like broke mentality. That's where we get it confused. The past version of you that you're trying to market to. Yeah. Her circumstances may have agreed that she was physically broke, but the past version of you that we want to market to physically may have been able to look at her circumstances and say, I'm broke, but they did not have a broke mindset. How we know this is if you're a client of mine, you figured out how to pay for coaching and my coaching is not cheap. We're talking thousands of dollars. I don't have a program that's less than 1997. And my other program, my, my higher level mastermind is twice that. So if you found a way to get here, you spend a couple grand on your business. 
So when you're marketing to this quote unquote past version of yourself, stop telling yourself that the past version of yourself is the one that doesn't have a penny to her name and doesn't even know if she can feed her children and just honestly doesn't even have the time and isn't even willing to figure out how to make this work. That you're stop selling to broke people. So here's the thing though, you guys, you want to help them so bad that you're willing to, to do it for free. You're willing to give them huge discounts. You're willing to lower your prices. You're willing to just keep pouring out all of this free content. Some of it you should be charging for you're getting on hour long coffee chats with them. You're entertaining them all day long in the DMS because you have this belief that you should want to help everyone. And as women, we do this all the time to ourselves. We tell ourselves, I'm a Christian and I'm a woman and I should just want to serve everyone. But here's the thing. You can't serve everyone. Well, you can't serve everyone. Well, how much are you really going to have to give of yourself? If you are helping every single person for free. And let me tell you something, the person who has a broke mindset, who just is not willing to figure out how to pay you, they're not going to be appreciative of your free stuff. They're not going to be appreciative of your time that you're giving to them for free. They're not going to take advantage of it. They're not going to listen to anything you say. They're not going to do what you say they're, They are not going to be appreciative. They're going to blow you off. They're going to cancel appointments. They're not going to meet deadlines. They're going to hop on calls with you and they're going to be in the line at the Starbucks drive-thru, right? They're stop selling to people with a broke mindset. They're and stop trying to give of yourself to people with a broke mindset. That is a mindset issue. That is a lack issue. That is a worthiness issue. And for so many of us, we want to be like captain, save a client. And you can't be captain, save a client. You can't be captain, save a customer. Everybody doesn't want to be saved. And so we tell ourselves, well, I'm a Christian and I'm a woman and I should just want to help everyone for free. Well, how's that working for you? Because the people that you're out here just pouring out of yourself to for free are probably robbing you blind mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. They're not even appreciative of it. And now you're completely drained. And then the clients and customers that are paying you, you can't even show up for. There's nothing left of you to pour out to your clients and pour out to your customers, right? Or the clients that you cut your prices in half for, they're not appreciative. The ones that you're practically giving your services away to for nothing, even if you're charging them a little bit, they're not taking advantage of what you have. They're not appreciative. They're not showing up and doing the work. And so you are shutting your laptop down at the end of the day to go spend time with your family and you're completely drained. You have nothing left to give your family. You have nothing left to give yourself. You have nothing left to put out into the world to actually get high quality customers and clients. So you think that if you just go out and, and you raise your prices and you only go out and market to people that either have the financial resources or are resourceful enough to get it, you think that you're leaving people behind and you think that this makes you a bad person. 
You think that now all of a sudden you, you're acting like you're better than them, that they're not worthy of you, that that's, that's not Christian-like, but like, where are you guys getting that from? A business is not a business if there's not money coming into it. There has to be money coming in or it's not going to be a business for very long. And even if God told you to serve everyone for free and run a, you know, 501c3, you would have to go out and get donors and sponsors and investors. So you'd still be having to ask for money. Nothing runs for free. And so when you're telling yourself that I have to be captain, say the client, and I have to help everyone, and I have to take everyone to every level of my business with me, you're not doing them a service. You're not. Okay. You're trying to force them into something they're just not ready for. They will never be able to get the full benefits of what you have to offer because mentally and emotionally, they're not there yet. So you're not serving them. You're not, you're not helping yourself. You're not serving yourself and you're not serving your business. So nobody wins when we try to like market to broke people that literally cannot pay us and don't, and have that broke mindset where they won't even figure it out. They say they want better for themselves, but they're not willing to figure out how to get it. Why are we selling to those people? I mean, I really want you to ask yourself that. Why am I selling to these people? And then here's the other, here's the other reason why you guys sell to broke people. You don't believe, this is number two. So number one was you want to help everyone. You want to be captain, save a client. Number two is you don't believe people will actually pay you. You have a lot of thoughts about your ideal client or customer that they can't afford you, or even if they can, they would never pay for what you offer, or they're not resourceful enough to figure it out, or the people in your audience just don't have that kind of money, or you don't attract people that can afford your stuff. So you either are just wanting to help everyone or you don't believe that people will actually pay you or will actually pay the prices that you're charging. And here's why reason number two is so detrimental because when you're believing people won't pay me, people are never gonna pay these prices. My audience can't afford it. Like other coaches can charge that, but they have different audiences. My audience can't afford me, right? Like, okay, for example, for one, maybe you have the wrong audience. Like. I did a consult with a girl. Um, it's been a couple years ago. And she told me that she, she was a life coach and she told me she wanted to, she wanted me to help her build her coaching business. And she wanted to coach women coming out of, um, domestic violence shelters. Like she wanted, she wanted to coach women coming out of women's shelters and like help them get their lives back on track. And I was like, but how are they, if they're coming out of a shelter, how are they going to pay you for your services? Like, this is not a business. This is a ministry that's going to be run for free. This isn't a business. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've been thinking about that. She didn't want to have a ministry. She wanted to have a business. And I'm like, why are you choosing a niche that actually can't pay you? Right? What you need. But she was like, but I just really want to help them. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And they deserve the help right? Even though like they're in a situation that they didn't ask for, they deserve the help. But here's the thing. If they can't pay you, 
how long are you actually going to be able to coach them? Because at some point, whatever money you have saved up, that well is going to run dry. And then you're going to have to go get a full-time job. And now you're not going to be able to coach them because now you have to work a full-time job during the hours that the shelter is open for you to come in there. So what you need to do is you need to have a niche that you help in your coaching business that can actually pay you so that you can pay your bills so that you can eat, so that you can keep your home so that you have the freedom and flexibility to go serve these women for free. So that's kind of like an outlier. I don't run into too many people that choose niches that just literally can't pay them. Like that really doesn't happen. That really doesn't happen that much. But what really happens is you do have a niche that could pay you. You just have a belief that your particular, this is how I hear it a lot. You don't think that your audience will pay you or that your audience can pay you. It's usually one of those. You either think that your audience really doesn't have the money and like everyone in your audience is broke. Like you think you you think you have the wrong, you think your audience is like broke. Like you're like, something's, my audience is broken, right? I have the wrong audience. It's broken. Or you think that they just won't like you think, oh, well, they have the money, but they would never, I would never be able to get them to pay me or they just won't pay me or they won't see value in this. And all that you're actually doing is creating a self-fulfilling prophecy And then when you create the self-fulfilling prophecy, because you keep telling yourself that they'll never pay me or they can't pay me, you create a self-fulfilling prophecy. You create that result because you keep telling yourself that. But then what happens is after you have three sales calls and all three of those people tell you, I can't afford to pay you, you bring out your confirmation bias or your little prover. And you're like, oh, see? I was right. They can't pay me or they just won't pay me or they won't figure it out. I knew it. And then, and then such the cycle goes, you keep repeating that. I just want you to notice that both of these are a belief issue. These are both a thought issue. You keep trying to sell to broke people because one, you think that you are personally responsible to save everyone. You think it is your duty as a Christian woman to just give of yourself and pour out of yourself for free to anyone and everyone that you come across. And that is, it is your personal mission on this earth to save everyone. But I think we really covered that when we talked about um, the first reason you can't do that. You can't save everyone. You physically, you yourself cannot save everyone. It physically cannot be done. And all you're actually going to do is burn yourself out. And then you yourself is going to get in a very tight financial bind because you're not bringing money into your business because you think that you just have to serve and help everyone. And so you're either doing it all for free or you're charging, but you're just charging free dot 99. It's basically free 99 or it's just free. No 99. You can't do that because you can't serve everyone well. And you sure can't pour out when your cup has been completely drained. It's dry. There's nothing in it. These are just thoughts that you have, that you have to serve everyone. And I think, like I said, I already cleared this up. That is not your responsibility. You are called to serve the niche that God gave you, the ideal client and customer that God gave you. That is who you are supposed to be serving. The only way to serve them well 
is to be running a business that runs like a business and brings money into the business so that the owner of the business, you can keep her lights on and can continue to eat. And so that the business can keep investing into itself so that it can scale and grow so that you can serve more people. That is what you need to be telling yourself. I want to be able to serve my people well, and I can't do it when I'm completely dried up mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. You just can't. So take that pressure off yourself. Okay. People may have thoughts about you when you stop giving away everything for free. They may let them. People may have a lot of opinions about you when you stop giving away things for free 99, when you're charging the bare minimum and you start raising your prices, let them have their thoughts. If they can't respect that, they don't deserve your time and they don't deserve your services and they don't deserve your products. I have a client who I just adore, Laura. She's been with me for years. Like, I don't know. I think we're going on this April will be three years. (coughs) Excuse me. The last time that I raised my prices and I told her, do you want to know what she said to me? She literally texted me back and said, yes, girl, raise those prices. I love it because Laura is a entrepreneur and she understands raising prices and she supports me in raising prices. Even if that means I'm charging her more because she understands and she understands that the more I charge and as I up-level my business and I up-level my skills and expertise, that that is just even better for her. So she supports me stepping into the next version of myself right? You have got to step into the next version of yourself and everybody's not going to be able to come and go with you. And so if you have people that are going to get upset because you're like, Hey, I can't do this for free anymore. Here's what it would like to buy from me. If someone gets mad about that, they don't deserve what you have. And you, and it's better that you know that now rather than later, right? If you say, Hey, I'm raising my prices and someone says, I don't want to pay those prices. That's okay. That's a choice that they're allowed to make. It doesn't mean that you made the wrong choice. It just means that they've decided they don't want to pay more than what they're paying right now for your services. But you know what? You just need to work on this belief and you can steal this one. This one's for free. If somebody decides that they don't want to pay my new prices, that's okay. I don't have to make them wrong for that. They're allowed to decide that. We all have things in our own lives that we want, but we're like, I just don't want to pay that much for it. And you're allowed to feel that way right? There's things that I buy at the grocery store that I'm, I always get name brand because I think the name brand tastes better. And then there's things where I'm like, you know, the generic brand tastes just as good. And I'm not going to pay that for the name brand. I'm allowed to do that. So some people may say, I, this has been great working with you. I'm, you know, I just can't afford the new prices and it's just not something I want to invest in right now. And they don't have, you don't have to make them wrong in your mind. It's okay for them to say like, they, they just don't want to invest in the next level. And you can say, okay, but what I tell myself is for every person that isn't willing and doesn't want to come, like doesn't see the value of going to the next level with me. It's best that we like, I need to bless and release them because they're now taking the space of the person that does want to come work with me at the next level. Like they're holding the spot of your next level client. Your next level client cannot find you and take that spot when you're giving it to someone that you're just trying to drag along. So stop telling yourself this first lie of like, you have to help everyone for either free or free 99. That's not how this works. You can't serve everyone well. And then number two is also a belief issue. 
you just don't believe people will actually pay you, or you don't believe your audience can actually pay you or that they're, they're resourceful enough to figure it out. Now, inside of Courageous Heartpreneur, we do talk about the three pillars of belief and belief number three um, talks about your belief in your client um, and that you do have to see them as whole and resourceful and capable. And the reason that that's one of the foundational things that I have you do is it helps remove beliefs like this. So my clients inside a courageous heartpreneur, they don't latch on to this belief for very long. In fact, they don't latch on to either one of these beliefs for very long. Um, my clients come into courageous heartpreneur and see results. I'm talking instantly, like in the first couple days, the first couple weeks, the first month, they get insane results. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook and you watch my stories, I'm sharing their wins all the time. Because one of the first things that we do inside of Courageous Heartpreneur is we tackle these two beliefs. Like we, you tackle, you, you solidify, you call, you do what I call solidifying your three pillars of belief and in solidifying your three pillars of belief, we're going to get rid of this. Like you have to help everyone. You're obligated to help everyone. And then number two, not believing that people will actually pay you or being resourceful enough for people to pay you. That's a belief issue, but I really want you to notice that if you feel like you're attracting a lot of people into your world that cannot pay you, they either really physically cannot pay you, their circumstances won't allow it, or they just won't pay you. Like they just won't figure it out. They won't get creative. They've got all the excuses. You're, if this is happening consistently, like you see a pattern, you are creating this because you have the belief that people won't pay you. I promise you, this is not just happening to you. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Every time you tell yourself that people will not pay me or cannot pay me, I'm not someone that people pay premium prices. You keep speaking that over your business. You keep putting that out into the world. And then that's exactly what you're getting back. You're creating that belief. I'm sorry, you're creating that reality because of the current beliefs that you have. Your current reality will always match your current beliefs. Your current reality does not lie. If you want to know what you really believe, look at your current results. And I say that with all the love in my heart because a lot of people are not talking about this and they will let you sit in that crap and they will let you sit in those excuses and those lies to kind of like coddle you and make you feel better, but that's not serving you. There is greatness inside of you and people are willing to pay for it. What you have is valuable. But as long as you're telling yourself, people won't pay me for this. My audience can't afford this. My audience isn't willing to pay for this. As long, or, or you say things like, I'm just not the kind of person that attracts people that can afford this. You will continue to create that result. And then every time you create this result, you create this self-fulfilling prophecy, you then use that as a reason to be like, yeah, see, I told you it didn't just happen to you. You created it because of your thoughts. So you have to really start doing the work to reframe your thoughts. Another thing that we do inside of Courageous Heartpreneur is I give them the morning calibrations. And if this is a struggle for them, one of the things that I would tell them to do is start doing their morning journaling, their morning calibrations. And it's a very specific journaling like workbook that they print out. They can print it out as many times as they want to do it. A lot of my clients do it multiple mornings a week. I would have them plug in um, 
people want to pay me or my ideal client can afford me, I would have them plug that in into the top of the morning calibrations. And then they do their thought work around that. And I have very specific questions that I ask where you really can pinpoint exactly where your belief is. And then you get to find all the thoughts behind it. And it really gets them so much breakthrough. And then they can bring whatever comes up to them on coaching calls, or they can post it in the Facebook community. And I believe the morning, so the three pillars of belief and the morning calibrations are huge catalysts for why my clients can come into Courageous Heartpreneur and start getting engagement, start getting consults, start signing clients, start making money in their businesses so quickly. I have clients that will come to me that will literally in the first like couple weeks, anywhere from the first one to four weeks. So the first 30 days or less, so many of them will instantly start getting sales calls like back to back to back. And they will tell me, I've been building my business for years. I've been in other programs for years. I've been doing this for nine months and I've never been able to break through the way I have now. And it's because we work on those three pillars of belief which helps them really like just obliterate these two things that we're talking about today. Like we do not tolerate selling to broke people inside of my program. Okay. And we work on our beliefs around it, but then those morning calibrations and then being able to bring what comes up for them to the coaching calls and bring what comes up to them comes up for them to the Facebook groups is huge. Now, if you don't have a community like that, you need to be inside courageous heartpreneur. The doors are opening again in April, shameless plug. But if that's just not something that you can do right now, or you even want to do, find that community for you or find an accountability partner, or at least start journaling for yourself and coaching yourself, right? Because if if, like you can coach yourself, but you've got to dive into these thoughts. So I'm, I'm giving you permission today. Stop selling to broke people. You are not obligated to save everyone. And remember what I said earlier, I don't know if I actually brought that thought home, but so many of my clients will be like, well, the past version of myself was broke or was this, or was that, but I'm like, no, you need to talk to the up leveled past version of yourself because there was a past version of yourself that was a victim and did sit in her excuses and was just quite frankly, being lazy with like getting her crap together or his crap together. There was this past version of you that wasn't willing to invest, that wasn't willing to figure it out, that talked a good game about wanting more and wanting better, but wasn't willing to figure out how to do it. But then at some point you up-leveled yourself to where your reality hadn't changed, but your mindset had changed. You were willing to spend the money. You were willing to seek out the help that you needed. You were willing to invest. You were willing to figure it out. You were willing to show up and do the work physically, mentally, emotionally. That is the past version of you that you need to be speaking to. So just remember when you're telling yourself, yeah, but I'm marketing to the past version of me and the past version of me really didn't have the money. Of course, maybe she didn't. I don't know if you just heard my little baby snore, but the past version of you maybe didn't have the money, but there was this up-leveled past version of you that figured it out. Who is she, right? This is what I would encourage you to do. Go journal about the version of you that started this journey. Like, to, be, to creating the life that you want. Go journal about her. What did she think? What did she feel? What did she believe? How did she speak? 
How did she show up? What changes did she make? Channel who that person was and then start speaking to that person. That is the past version of you that you want to talk to. You want to talk to the up-leveled past version of you. So you all have heard me talk about my program, Courageous Harpreneur, multiple times on this episode. Got amazing news for you. It's going to be opening up again in April. If you're listening in real time, it is March of 2022. Doors are closed. It's going to be opening back up for enrollment in April 2022. So in a couple weeks. So if you were chomping at the bit, if you were salivating to get in, you can only get in when the doors are open and the doors are going to be opening soon, like within the next month. So you need to be on the lookout for that. If you are not following me on Instagram at Whitney.Barbary, or if you are not following me on um, Facebook at Whitney Barbary, you're going to miss out when the doors open, or you can go to my website, WhitneyBarbary.com, and you can get on my email list. But we want to have you in the program. This program is mindset mastery, magnetic marketing, and then soulful selling all wrapped up in one. Whether you've made no dollars in your business or you've made a few dollars in your business, but it just hasn't been that consistent, I'm going to show you how to become the person that people want to buy from so that you can become a client magnet and you can create clients in cash like on repeat. <laughs> That's what I do in my business is I, I create clients in cash on repeat with a very simple process. So doors are opening. Follow me on social media. Be the first to know and I will talk to you all very soon. friend. I would love to have you inside of my program, Courageous Heartpreneur. Courageous Heartpreneur is where we master our mindset to begin to become our six-figure self. We learn how to become client magnets through magnetic messaging, and then you learn how to sell with heart so that it feels amazing for you and the other person. We do that in Soulful Selling. Doors open every other month or so, and so if you want to get on the list to be the first to know when the doors open, go to www.whitneybarbary.com, hop on my email list, and you can be the first to know when the doors open for Courageous Heartpreneur. All right, I'll see you inside the program.